This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Friday, May 15, 2020, and states are reopening. I rolled my bike down to the beach this afternoon and back, and people were actually laying on the beach. I don't think they're supposed to do that, but they are. The parking lot's still closed. So states are reopening. I see that in many places around where I live. So, and therefore, economic activity is resuming, but it's going to be in phases. It's not going to come back all at one time. And there's still a good deal of uncertainty regarding you know economic conditions going forward. How fast, how fast we're going to recover. Some people think very fast, some people think very slow, and some people think we'll never recover like we were. So I think it's a combination of all those things. We'll, we'll talk about that. And of course, it means that the market's going to be volatile because there's all that unknown. So as an investor, the important question for you is, when does our economy get back when will this COVID-19 crisis be over? And when can we start investing in confidence in stocks that we normally would invest in? Because you still can't do it. There are certain sectors of the economy that are going to be bad for quite some time. you got to be really, really picky about what you're going to invest in. Okay? Things are going to change. We are, there may be a new normal, a new lifestyle. I'll give you an example. Remember, we're all working from home, right? As many of us as we can work from home. Well, I think large companies, small and large, medium-sized companies are discovering that maybe I don't need all that office space I'm renting. How do I know this? Because that's what's going through my mind. We're functioning just fine. You people, you can't tell we're not we're not working at the office. You cannot tell. Office phone still rings. It just forwards it to us, you know, us workers, as we're working from home. So that might mean for real estate, office space real estate, might have trouble going forward, won't be as robust as it was in the past. That's what I mean. Things are going to change. There's going to be some changes that could be permanent. So just be aware. For investors, you know, how do you deal with that? What should you be investing in? What should you stay away from? I mean, our goal is always the same, financial freedom. It's always the same. How do I achieve that? You know, so uh, hopefully we'll help you get there with, you you know, with unbiased answers. You call in. This is a call-in show, and our phone lines are open. You can call right now, 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I'm Steve Peasley, and I want you to call me this out. This is InvestTalk, radio program and podcast. They can help you become a better investor. That's the goal. Justin Klein and I are, are trying to help everybody. And to, how we're doing that is we're sharing our thoughts, unbiased, our philosophy, unbiased. And this is hopefully give us both success because, you know, we're, we're looking for success too. Don't think we're, you know, we don't know everything. A lot of times I get ideas from my clients and from my callers. So, you know, I'm, I'm totally open to that. Okay, so now's the time to call. 888-99-CHART. During the COVID-19 stay-at-home situation, Justin and I are not traveling. 
So we have to, you know, we still do our no cost, no obligation portfolio reviews via telephone or Skype or Jive. So you don't have to procrastinate. You can still do it, especially now because of COVID-19. You need to make sure your portfolio is balanced and optimized. I've been looking at portfolios all for now. Every day I look at least two or three portfolios. And some are very good. Some are very bad for the current conditions we're in. So you need you need to have a second opinion. That's what we're here for. And of course, we love to manage your money. That that's go, that goes without saying. But I still will give you a second opinion on what you have in your portfolio. To do that, all you do is send me an email. Go to investout.com or call KPP Financial in Irvine, California, and just send me an email or ask for just ask that ask. That's what you want to do. You want a portfolio review? They do it. I made talking point today. A strategist is predicting that the markets are too optimistic. He says another leg down is likely. Now, how's, does that sound familiar to anybody out there? I mean, if you listen to the show, you know Justin and I have been saying that for, for a month or two. Ever since the first downstroke started to recover, we said, man, that recovery is pretty fast. Probably have a second retest of the lows. So that's going to be our main talking point. Someone else apparently agrees. Okay, but we'll talk about that tell. I also want to talk about Warren Buffett. Talk about his uh, his his you know his his philosophy. His, what is he doing now? And what has he done in the last ten years? Berkshire Hathaway, his company. We'll talk about that. Did you read the Oxford University's uh, uh, coronavirus vaccine? Did you read about what where, where they are? Remember, there's like 14, 15, 20 different vaccines being worked on. But this one is kind of ahead of the game. So I wanted to give you a little details on that. And I also want to talk about Social Security for 2020. What's going to happen to your cost of living adjustment? So those are things that are on my mind. Of course, the show is driven by you. You tell me where you want to go. The market ended up up today, 60 points on the Dow, 71 points on the NASDAQ, and 11 points on the S&P 500. This morning, my wife said, when the market was down, she said, I think the market's going to be up today. And, of course, I said, okay, because you don't disagree with your wife. And, of course, she's right. It was up, so i got to give her credit. She's pretty good about that. Why? At least feelings, she said. Anyways, that's what happened to the market. If you listen to Talk on a regular basis, you know we get calls from all over America and the world. Here's a question from a listener in Germany. Hi, Steve. Hi, Justin. This is Stefan from Germany. First of all, I want to say I'm really, I really enjoy listening to your show. It helps me to keep up the optimism during uh, these volatile market days. After I um, listened to your show a few times, I am wanted to take this advice series to put in some non-cyclical stocks into my portfolio. And I am trying to choose between American Waterworks and American States Water. And I wanted to ask you on your advice on which stock is the better one of the two. Stay healthy and all the best to the U.S. Well, it's very difficult to compare two stocks on the radio because i got to toggle back and forth, back and forth on my different screens. And I have lots of screens in front of me. 
So it's very difficult to say this one's better than that one. So I will, what I'll do is I'll look at American Water Works, AWK, which provides uh, water, wastewater, utility services to more than 15 million customers in 46 states, Canada, and a Canadian province. Uh, this is a $21 billion company. They're going to make $4.23. They are non-cyclical, as you pointed out, and non-cyclical because what does that mean? Not cyclical means attached to the economic cycle. Non-cyclical means their stocks make money. They, st- they still have sales. They don't really slow down even in an economic downturn or even in an economic uh, recovery. They, they, they're steady. They don't, they're not attached to the economic you, you need water, right? There's wastewater all the time. So it, it, the company still makes money. $4.23 is the estimate, up 10% for next year, growing about 3 or 4%. As I said, $21 billion company, so it's pretty big. Most utilities have debt, and they do have debt, and that's, the, that's what you want to look at. Cash flow is very strong, seven, $6.83. So I, I think it peaked here at $137, $140 an, uh, per share, fell all the way down to $92.50, and then went back up to $132. Now it's 117. So the question is, is I think it's going to hit a lot of support right in here, right? 115 to $120 an ounce. This is a good place to buy it. You want to get it pays a 1.9% dividend. So it's not a huge dividend, but it's a pretty strong company. I do like that it's not cyclical. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we're still making minor adjustments to our audio system. But thank goodness our new equipment has improved our sound immensely. So thanks to all the listeners who stay with us, and, and I do I do appreciate your loyalty. Thank you. Okay, um, now I'm here and ready to provide unbiased answers to your financial and investment questions. Ready to take your calls live, 888-CHART. You are listening to Invest Talk. It's Friday, and the COVID-19 pandemic has caused financial disruptions around the world. But you've got an asset portfolio to protect and grow, so you'll have finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley is here, and he's taking your calls live. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Let's talk to Drew in North Carolina. How you doing, Drew? How's it out there in North Carolina? Hey, life is good. Hey, it's beautiful out here. Thank you so much for what you do, Mr. Peasley. And uh, thank you, Ms. Klein, as well. Uh, Yeah, uh, I was calling to ask about uh, Summit Midstream. SMLP is the uh, call ticker on it. Okay. You want to buy it or you already own it? I, I own it, and I picked it up uh, right around where it's at right now, sitting at uh, $0.72. Cents. Okay, so it, uh, this is a it is this tanked. is a penny stock, right? Yeah, it uh, was it's, $6, $7 a year it's ago. It's traded up. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah. gone it, down in the, in the tank over the past year. Limited partnership that owns and operates 3,200-mile pipeline gatherings Systems serving areas of Colorado. Uh, so it's Summit Mystery Partners, symbol SMLP. They've lost money for this will be uh, again this year, last year, next year. They're going to lose money per share. And sales have been falling like a stone. 
Most recent quarter lost 20% sales. Quarter before that, 16. The quarter before that, 21. The quarter before that, 22%. So their sales are tanking, which is a big concern. Probably because the cost of oil and natural gas is tanking. That's the problem with these. See, some people think that these these uh, these pipelines will do better when the oil pipes and gas and gas pipes when the value the cost of oil and the cost of gas goes down because they have contracts. Well, those contracts though are tied to the cost of the gas they're transporting. So any of those contracts, you know, they're they're tied to the oil and gas price. So you you want to be higher price, not lower price. So I would say, you know. I mean, it's 74 cents now. You might as well hold on to it. Hopefully, it's not a very big portion of your portfolio because it could recover to a couple bucks. I mean, that, it's, it's within the realm of reality. It has a solid business. It's just that debt is killing it. I mean, uh, earnings per share is killing it, and it does have debt. The cash flow is negative. So, But it's only 74 cents a share. As long as you don't have too much of it, uh, I would roll the dice at this Keep it. All right. Keep perfect. it. Thank you. Okay. Good luck with it. I hope it works for you. Very tough. Uh, these kind, these 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 pipelines are, are very difficult. People think that they're very s- stable and they're not. So don't so don't get too carried away with thinking that you're going to earn that huge dividend that they usually pay. Not if they don't make money. So be very very careful. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278 is my number. We're going to talk about Warren Buffett uh, probably right after the break here. So when we come back, we'll talk about Warren Buffett and, you know, his compound average annual return over the lifetime of his investments is 20.5 per year, per year. But do you know what it is in the last 10, 11 years? Nearly as good. Really a problem. You're listening to Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley. And if you have some additional discretionary time because you are commuting, I encourage you to explore the financial investment information we post on our website every day. It's new every day. That's investtalk.com. Call us 888 99 Chart. This is Invest Talk, the radio program and podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial freedom. You may be a regular listener. You may even have called a few times. But if you've never called, what are you waiting for? The phone lines are open, and Steve and Justin would love to hear your questions right now. Call 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. Okay, Marcus, I got one more leg down, strategist says, defending his bunker mentality. Okay, so this is a guy named, he was on Squawk Box. Uh, Ian uh, Harnett, co-founder and chief investment strategist for Absolute Strategy Research. And I don't, you know, he thinks, and I happen to agree with him on this, is that we have a, we have another leg down on the market. Now, I don't know if it's just going to retest the loads. You've heard me say this if you're listening to the show. But I, I agree that I don't think people really uh, understand how, how bad earnings are going to be hit. 
then again, the the reason why the market is doing so well coming out of this hole, remember, we're still below where we were, is because of all the money the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government is throwing at this problem. All that money is not going to help corporate earnings unless we get back to work, and we are doing that very sporadically. That's why I think we're going to have another leg down to retest that because we're sporadic, and I don't think anybody has realized how much damage is done to corporate earnings. Well, this guy says he estimates the that the fall in earnings is going to be 30 to 50% this year. He's also saying that he believes it's going to take two years to recoup all that. Uh, and that may be true, but many investment Experts are saying it's going to take about a year. Some are saying it's going to be three years plus. So somewhere in between there is the truth. But you know what it is subject to? What happens to what happens to the environment? I mean the court, the economic environment based on the COVID virus. Now, obviously, the experts are getting it wrong all over the place. I mean, here in California, I think our governor said about. Let's see, half of our population was going to get the COVID virus, he said. And we're going to have, I don't know, he said millions in deaths. And we got, what, 3,000? I mean, by this time, by now. He's way off. Now, I'm not blaming him because everybody's been way off. No one really knows. The experts have been way, way overboard on this as far as how many people are going to get it and how many people are going to die. Now, that doesn't, I'm not trying to belittle those people who have died and those people who have got and got very sick. I'm just pointing out that their predictions have been very wrong. So who's to say that the predictions going forward are going to be right either? And I'm not saying it's going to be right because it's going to be so little. Maybe, I mean, wrong. They may be wrong and that they're, they might be more than they think. I don't know. I do not know. So... I don't think they do either. So we can't tell when corporate earnings are going to really recover. It's a guess by all of us. It's a guess. Now, the one thing that we know we have on our side is the liquidity pumped in by the Federal Reserve and the talk of uh, an economic stimulus by the U.S. government, either infrastructure spending or whatever. All that money they're giving to people right now, all that money is just going in. It's not helping the economy. It's just re, it's just helping replace replace uh, income that they don't have. Anyways, let's go to M M Coke in Cincinnati. Is that how you say the name? Emma Cock in Cincinnati. How you doing? Hi, Steve. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Thank you so much to you, Justin, the team, everyone. Thank you so much for the knowledge you have been giving us, especially during this time. Thank you. I do have a question for you. Um, EAF, EAF, what do you think of the company? Do you think they have a good runway, or do you think that is a value trap? And what do you see in the company within the next five years? Okay, uh, it's called GraphTech International. It's a $1.5 billion company. Manufactures carbon graphite products for the metal production on uh, uh, metal 
production, electronics, and transportation industries. That's that industry is is going to be around a long time, and it's going to grow. I will tell you that. This particular stock seems to be having problems with growth. Most recent quarter, they lost 33% in sales. Quarter before that, they were down 22%. Quarter before that, down 7 A year ago, sales were growing like two and 300%. So all of a sudden, their sales growth has tanked. And then, of course, that's why the stock is tanking. It's now below its lows made in March at $5.86. They say they're going to make $1.38 this year and $1.80 next year. So that means the stock is pretty inexpensive. Okay, pretty inexpensive. But I think you've got to be very careful of the sales growth. They need to turn that around. I'm not sure why their growth is so low. I, I wouldn't buy it. I would not. Uh, if I owned it, I'd probably hold on to it as long as I don't have too much of it. Okay, before the break, we got a trivia question, a two-part question. Do you know what a bank run is? Historically, do you know what a bank run is? And when did early forms of bank runs begin? Bank runs. Bank runs. Know what that is? I'll have the surprising answer after the break. But now we're taking your market and financial questions live at 888-99-CHART. If we've learned anything over the past few months, it's this. The future is unpredictable. No one can plan how best to deal with the adverse events that they can't see coming. But everyone can take steps to lessen the impact of risky situations that they know could or will eventually happen. One way to achieve a reasonable degree of protection is to purchase insurance, right? But where can you find the right coverage at the best rates? I can help you with that. Start at policygenius.com. Instead of allowing the task of insurance research to become one more thing you must do, go to policygenius.com and see why your smart insurance decision is something you will want to do. In the time it takes to finish a cup of coffee or tea, Policy Genius allows you to compare rates from a lineup of top insurance providers. In fact, you could save $1,500 or more each year by using Policy Genius to compare life insurance policies. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape for free. And by the way, term life insurance, which lasts for a set amount of time, is the right type of life insurance for most people. Since 2014, Policy Genius has helped over 30 million people shop for life insurance. So make the most of your time and hard-earned money. Get your life insurance decision right by starting today at policygenius.com. You are listening to Invest Talk. Some states are beginning to open up county by county, city by city. But it's slow going and the stock market is still facing volatility. So you've got finance and investment questions and Steve Beasley is here now ready to take your calls live. Call Steve, 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. I asked a trivia question before the break. And what is a bank run? And historically, when did early forms of bank runs begin? When did they? When was there a bank? Okay, what is a bank run? Also known as a run on the bank. What happens is clients withdraw all their money from a single bank all at the same time. That's a bank run. That means the bank ceases to function. They're, 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 they're because they're out of money. 
So, and then for the fear build, builds on itself, right? So it's, it's a crisis, a systematic banking crisis, okay? And what happens is it's a liquidity crisis. Remember, we've been talking about where the Fed has been pumping liquidity in, trying to keep liquidity still functioning, allowing the function of our economic system. Okay, so almost every time there's a bank run, it, 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 it impacts the country. The capital of the country gets wiped out. Okay, bank runs appeared in the 16th century, in the 1500s, right? Okay, so it's it, back then it was, it, many bank runs are caused by cycles of credit expansion and contraction. For example, you know, back in the, 1500s, 1600s, uh, English goldsmiths have issued promissory notes, suffered severe values due to bad crop harvests, and as a result, parts of the country plummeted into famine and unrest, causing bank runs. Okay, so it feeds on itself. Then the bank run causes you can't get the money to start the next year's harvest because you can't get a loan to buy the it's It feeds on itself. And the worst we've ever had, of course, was during the Great Depression, 1929, the early 1930s. U.S. banks suffered a series of bank runs. Some economists think the Great Depression was actually triggered by, and certainly made worse by, bank runs that caused a severe drop in the money supply in the Great Depression. Money supply. Shrinkage in money supply. And the cost to fix this, to get out of this, is extremely heavy. I mean, the average net recapitalization cost to a government is about 6% of their GDP. And economic output goes down by about 20%. GDP, down 20%. It's very expensive, very painful. That's why do you think the Fed is so focused on keeping liquidity in the system? Remember, they're buying corporate bonds now. Why? To make sure that the money keeps flowing, keeps going. Let's go to Bob in San Francisco. Bob, you want to talk about DHC. Who's DHC? Diversified Healthcare. Okay. You own it? You want to buy it? I wonder what, what's going to happen with it. Uh, it it's gone down if you look at the curve. It used to be SNH, and uh, it's gone down a lot. But anyway, I don't have too much of it, but I was wondering what the future looked like for it. Okay, this is a REIT, a real estate investment trust that owns, acquires, and leases medical properties, clinics, biotech laboratory, laboratory and uh, tenants, those kind of tenants. You would think, I think that that business should do well. It should recover. The stock is down to $2.48. This stock was selling at $20 a share in the mid-20s in 2013, 2014, even 2017, the high was 22. Last year, the high was 14, the low was 7. Here it is at 248. Uh, this would be a stock that I, you know, I'm, I would be willing to roll a dice on. I really would. Uh, but you're rolling dice because they have a lot of debt. REITs do have lots of debt. As long as they can pay for the debt, you're okay. Uh, we're looking at a stock $2.48. It made a dollar thirty last year. Well, this year should be making about the same amount. That means it's a two PE. So, if you don't own too much of it, Bob, I'd hold on to it. 
DHC. I, I just hold on to it because, you know, what's the worst can happen? You go to zero and you've already, it's already gone down to two dollars and forty eight cents. Long as this is one of the reasons I tell people don't buy more than three to five percent of any one stock of your portfolio in case something like this happens. I don't know. I'd have to look. At, I would read all the articles to see if they have a problem with their business model. Or, you know, they lied on their earnings or sales in the past or, you know, there's got to be something, some reason why it's so cheap. And I would want to know why. That would be one thing I would look at. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate the call. The KPP Premium Newsletter was distributed to subscribers today. and is packed with helpful information as it is every week. In the market conditions sections, I explained there was no good news to report on the economic front this week. Claims for unemployment benefits came in at 2.98 million for the week. And yeah, that's lower than it has been in eight weeks, but 2.98 million is a ton of numbers. That's a huge number. Okay. It's lower, but huge. So, so, I mean, we've lost about 20 million jobs plus. Um, uh, and, of course, I mentioned that everybody's starting, all the state, city, county officials are starting to let us return to some some activity, economically speaking. But the, the, the return to work, have you noticed it's kind of erratic and confusing? Some, some cities and counties and states have different rules and regulations or different criteria to open or not open. It, it's, it's erratic and confusing. That certainly is not going to help. That's what I said. It's going to be. It's going to be that way. So it's just going to be very, very difficult. The economic numbers are pretty bad, and I mentioned that maybe we're falling in deflation. I think we could have a deflationary uh, pulse for this year, maybe next. But inflation is going to come and bite us sometime, not too distant future. It really is because we're spending so much money. Portfolio management section. I t- I've talked about how to pick a mutual fund. What are some of the things you look for in finding a good mutual fund? You know, if, you, if that's what's where you're trying to invest your money, there's ways to pick good mutual funds. And a lot of people are making wrong comparisons. You don't compare a big cap mutual fund with a small cap mutual fund or a growth fund with a value fund or, you know, the, all the different kinds of ways mutual funds invest. Got to stay, got to compare apples to apples. And the stock ideas, I gave two stocks that we own at KPP in our managed account this week. So, um, and these are stocks that I think are going to work as a result of or because of or in spite of COVID-19. Okay, one was a laundry maintenance dietary service company that's in 48 states. Uh, So, I kind of like that one. Uh, the other one is a technology company that that uh, contracted the U.S. government. U.S. government is spending a lot more money thinking that maybe they're going to need more services, contract services. The details are at the KPP Premium Newsletters. If you want to get it, you go to investtalk.com, you subscribe there. Investtalk.com with two T's. Two T's, investtalk.com. It was 888-99-CHART, 888-992-427. I briefly talked about Warren Buffett, and he has a 20.5% annual return since he's been uh, owning Berkshire Hathaway. But in the last 
10, 11 years, he's underperformed the S&P 500. Why? Because the last 10, 11 years, growth stocks were the dominant, dominant winners. He is a value investor. Now, I will go further. He's picked four stocks recently within the last year. Uh, Delta Airlines, Kraft Foods, Occidental Petroleum, and Apple. Apple was like, he doesn't do tech. Doesn't. And Apple, of those four stocks, the only one that's done anything. I'm thinking that, you know, he's been around for five decades. Warren is 90 years old. Unger, his right-hand man, is 96 years old. And it might be time to... uh, be very careful about investing in Berkshire Hathaway. I hate to say that because he's done so well for so many years, and it, you can't just dismiss him. You can't. His philosophy is still sound. But I'm looking at, you know, he has a ton of money, right? A ton of money. And he had this crash in the market, severe economic downturn, and he still has that money. Maybe he thinks we're going to have a worse situation than we are now. But don't you think there's some value plays that are valuable out there? He's not investing in them. Maybe he's right. I don't know. I think at 90 and 96 years old, it might be time to look elsewhere. Let's go to Farham in San Jose. How are you doing, Farham? I'm good, Steve. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Thank my you. My question is, on Abvi. Um, so I've been looking at its fundamentals and um, I wanted to ask about it having negative shareholder equity and what does that mean and how is that different from insolvency? Because it's got good free cash flow but yet its stockholder equity is negative. What does that mean and how does that happen? Also, okay, uh, its dividend ratio, its payout ratio is over 100%. Does that make the dividend safe? No, um, can't. Uh, are you talking about the uh, the the dividend is five point two percent, a ninety dollars stock. So that means a four dollars and fifty cent or so payout ratio. Uh, that's how much they're going to be paying out, and they're going to make ten dollars and sixty five cents next year. So it's about a it's a little under fifty percent the payout ratio. So that's well within doable. I don't, I don't find that to be in danger. It is trading at 16 times book value, which is really high. Okay? So, shareholder equity, it means that, you know, if you if you liquidated this company, you, you would get one-sixteenth of the price of the stock. That's why you're, because... It's trading at 16 times book value. So if you liquidated everything, that's how you get negative shareholder equity. It's The stock price is very high compared to what the value of their of the company is, the overall company. But people like because it pays a high dividend. It has decent growth numbers, uh, you know, sales growth, and decent uh, sales uh, earnings numbers growth. And it's a $133 billion company. So they 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 they've been they bid up this price to this level, but even though it looks like on a PE ratio, that's not too bad. It's like a ten PE, but it's still selling at sixteen times book value. 
See, so all these different ratios that you look at it can be very confusing. And some people put way too much weight on just the, just the P.E. ratio. I think you're looking at it more properly, shareholder, shareholder equity, but it has always sold at a pretty hefty premium to the shareholder equity. So, good question. Appreciate that. Let's go to Monica in San Francisco. Hi, Monica. um, Steve. I'm just wondering uh, about the NBM. Do you think it's getting higher and higher? I don't know if I should wait for the pullback to get in, or I should get in now. Okay. NEM is Newmont Corporation, uh, produces gold in the U.S., Australia, Canada, Guyana, uh, Peru, uh, Mexico, Argentina, Dominican Republic. It's a $54 billion company, and we own this in a number of our managed accounts. So KPP owns its stock, has for a little while. Uh, It's done very, very well because it's gold. I don't know how many times I've said on this radio, and I'm sure Justin has this too, that you need to have some gold stocks. Need to have it. It's a good defensive play. And gold prices are going up. Especially if the federal government is spending all that money and printing all that. Still need it. Now, I still would wait for a pullback. I just don't know. (laughs) It just doesn't seem to want to give you much of a pullback. Um... I still think you need to buy the gold. Um, I, I, you know what, uh, Monica, I'm going to tell you buy. Uh, I mean, uh, buy half a position now. Just buy it, half a position. If it pulls down, buy the other half. If it doesn't pull down, you don't get a pull a pullback. Uh, just ride the half that you have, because it is at a new 52-week high and it's broken out. And you know, you ride the ride as long as it goes. That's kind of what the old saying is ride the horse keep riding it so i just put some on so you have if it does keep going up at least you won't be left behind too okay good luck monica okay uh okay thank you to your treasury at yield 0.15 percent the 10 years at 0.64 so the spread is very healthy okay between the two-year and 10-year gold at 1752 dollars per ounce a silver, do you see how much silver went up today? $16.91 per ounce. I think silver, silver might be a place to invest because it's been underperforming gold and maybe it needs to do some catching up. So maybe you should consider silver. And gasoline, the average Texas cost, the average Texas, the cost in Texas for average, a gallon of gas is $1.55. California, $2.78. Okay, GasBuddy.com reports that its survey shows that one out of three people plan not to make a road trip this year. So maybe gasoline's going to stay cheap. 888-99-CHART. We'll be right back right after this break. You are listening to Invest Talk. The COVID-19 pandemic has turned everything upside down. But are we now seeing some light at the end of the tunnel? You've got finance and investment questions. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein have answers. Call InvestTalk, 888-99-CHART. 
Hey, Justin, it's Steve Bob in Indiana here. I've got a question on behalf of my girlfriend. Turns out she's got about five grand in an old HSA account. Can she call her bank and roll that 5000 into an IRA? What are her options? Hey, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Uh, I don't think so. Health savings account has to stay a health savings account. I don't think you can roll it into an IRA. But I don't know that for a fact. That's the kind of question you need to ask an accountant. But I think it has to stay a HSA, uh, and you ha- and that's fine because you can invest it. You can add to it like an IRA. <clears throat> but I don't think you can roll it into an IRA. I don't, but I again, I don't know for sure. But I, I certainly wouldn't ignore it. So ask your accountant if that's a possibility. And if it's not, that's okay. She can use the money for medical. You know, eventually, she's going to have some run-in with medical sometime in her life, and that's what it's there for. So I think it's a good account type of account. Oxford University, coronavirus vaccine that they're working on. They're in the lead. They did a small animal study with six monkeys. Okay, where they, of course, what they did is they pumped, they they gave the monkeys, of course, the coronavirus, and then they pumped them with the with the give them the the vaccine, and all six, all six developed uh, antibodies to fight it off. So now in April, this last April, they started human tests of a thousand human volunteers. Okay, so they think that. They think that they're they're going to have a possible vaccine in the in the fall if the, if it works. Remember, there's like I don't know how many seventeen, twenty, thirty. I don't know different companies working on a ton of them. But this one, they that they, 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 they the article pointed out that this was in the lead. In the lead. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see that. That's good news for us. I mean, uh, good news for everybody. Hopefully it works. But you know, there has been no coronavirus vaccine for any of the previous coronavirus. No vaccine whatsoever. Most of those viruses just went away or just became flus that we don't worry about too much. And also, one last point. Social Security, cost of living, COLA, you're probably not going to get any increase this year. Last year, it was a 1.6 increase for Social Security benefits. The average for for the year before was 2.8%. The average for the last 10 years, about 1.4% a year. But And before, the, from 2000 to 2019, the average was 3%. This year, zero. Because there's no inflation. There's no inflation. So you're not going to see a cost of living increase this year, probably. Now, the makeup for it, Inflation's probably going to come roaring back in a couple, three years, and we'll probably get back to more like 3% cost of living. There'll be a catch-up point there. Okay, so don't think it's permanent. It's not. This deflationary pulse we're going going through. We're only because, you know, we shut down the economy. Of course, there's a deflationary pulse. The people aren't buying. They're not going to buy products. And what's going to happen is manufacturers are slowing down their manufacturing because there's not a need for it. They're going to have to rev that back up. So prices might be going up. 
because the demand probably will outstrip the production. It's the thought, that's the thinking. And of course, now also you got to remember inflation is a monetary issue as much as it is a supply and demand issue. And if you print more and more and more and more and more dollars, they become worth less. They buy less. And of course, we're printing how many trillions more? Not just a little bit, trillions. So there's going to be some result from that, people. That likely result, the most common result. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investor program. I'll return Tuesday. Joshua will be here on Monday. In the meantime, please remember that you can download our free Invest Talk podcast at iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And make sure you listen to the listen to us, rate and review us. And make sure you do that. And, and also, there's that April bonus show podcast where we answer 29 questions in an hour. 29. That's fast. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Tuesday. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is President and Justin Klein Chief Executive Officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial. And they thank you for listening and welcome your comments or questions on our 24-hour listener line at 888-99-CHART. <laughs>